The Romans were usually at war somewhere, although as the empire expanded, campaigns were fought far away from Rome itself. The Pax Romana was a reality for much of the empire, especially in the first and second centuries, in the sense that Italy and most of the provinces were almost free from warfare for generations at a time. Yet there was nearly always fighting somewhere on or beyond the frontiers. Years when the Roman people were not formally at war with anyone anywhere in the world were so rare that they were marked by the ceremonial closing of the doors of the Temple of Janus in Rome. Janus was depicted with two faces, one looking to the front and one behind. The month of January was named after him since it was the beginning of the political and religious year. This ritual was only performed on a handful of occasions, but with such a vast empire, one or several conflicts could rage without directly touching the lives of the overwhelming majority of the population. Wars were common, but tended to be local affairs, and the enemies were tribes, states, or kingdoms whose resources were dwarfed by those of the empire. These were not wars between well-matched powers in the wider sense, which did not mean that they were necessarily easy or foregone conclusions, since one tribe never had to fight against the entire might of Rome. Antoninus Pius had, in theory, some 350,000 military personnel at his command, so that soldiers and sailors represented around 1 in 170 of the overall population, if the estimate for the empire's population is more or less right. Conflicts requiring even a tenth of this force to be committed to the theatre of operations were rare indeed, and larger-scale operations truly exceptional. Most campaigns involved far smaller numbers of troops. In 60, a major rebellion in Britain was defeated in a battle where the Roman commander had barely 10,000 men in his army, although admittedly he had hoped to gather more. The Romans were good at fighting, which combined with a talent for dominating and controlling others, made their empire possible. They did not always win every war, let alone every battle, but they did win most battles and the vast majority of wars. The Romans were conquerors, but after the death of the Emperor Augustus in 14, new conquests were rare. Although Britain, which Augustus had decided was not worth taking, was invaded in 43, and most of the island subsequently occupied, the Romans never established a permanent presence in the very north over much of what became Scotland. The tribes of Ireland were left unmolested altogether. Augustus had created a German province stretching as far east as the river Elba, and then lost it when three legions and their commander were ambushed and slaughtered in nine. It was never recovered, and centuries later tribes from this area were among the German-speaking peoples who broke into the Western Roman Empire and dismembered it. Greco-Roman literature and history dominated education in the modern West until very recently, and plenty of powers have liked to see themselves as successors to all that they felt was best about the Roman Empire and Roman civilization. Connections with the Romans were greatly prized, which was one of the driving forces behind the growth of archaeology in the 19th century. Alongside this pride in the distant past, some found particular pleasure in the thought that they had stood up to the might of Rome, 
whether the Scots, because the Romans had never conquered all of what became Scotland, or the Irish, because the Romans did not even try to conquer them.